I just saw 580 Nate's tweet. No, 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 no. Uh, Kiwan Jones' son is transferring to Jinx. Kiwan Jones' wife, Jamie Ambush Jones, is one of my favorite fighters of all time. No, uh, John Jones was not married to a Sooner running back. <laughs> Funny, though, because... I love me some John Jones, but I can confirm no relation. Welcome to Hour 3 of the Plank Show. We're brought to you by Moppin' Roofing. On guard for Oklahoma, 405-703-3843. Moppin' Roofing serving all of Oklahoma and has been in business for over 35 years. You seem very busy back there today. I feel like we've forgotten a major story that our buddy Trevor LaFoon reminded us of here. You're getting ready for a broadcast tonight, right? Indeed. Crosstown clash uh, for the Norman North uh, girls soccer team versus Norman High. So we got that coming up 6 o'clock. Norman North boys, uh, they open their first round of the playoffs as well. KRFSports.tv. Yep, there you go. But uh, I, I'm I'm in here chopping up hour number one of the show. Oh, are you? <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not like compiling notes for tonight's broadcast. Oh, okay. I'll, are you kidding me? I'll stroll in. Let's let's go. I'm ready to do the broadcast right now. There you go. Um, I don't need I don't need no notes for this broadcast. I don't need no notes at all. All right, you ready for the top five? Giddy up. All right, um, brought to you by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Best reels in the metro. Happy hour Monday through Friday, 3 to 6, right off of I-44 and exit 107, newcastlecasino.com. All right, um, big story number five. Number five. Would it make it easier on your process if I just learned how to play all these from this little computer in here when you're trying to edit? And do uh, not not oh. really. I mean, it's... I'd rather be engaged in what we're talking about. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I than like it sitting in here just editing. I, it's a nice little way to pass uh, commercial breaks. Yep. Um, all right. So, big story number five. We have an update. We have an update on the Super Bowl. I don't know if you caught this this morning, Josh. Highest rated. Now, I don't know what made them go back and look, but Fox Sports is poised to announce today, and I think they may have, that the telecast of the Chiefs' win over the Eagles averaged 115.1 million viewers across Fox, Fox Deportes, and digital streaming services, according to updated figures from Nielsen. That tops the previous record of 114.4 million viewers for NBC Sports coverage of the Patriots-Seahawks Super Bowl in 2015. Hmm. Fox previously had the viewership numbers for the February game at 113 million, but with the newly updated figure, Fox's audience rose 2% over the 112.3 million for NBC's broadcast of the Super Bowl last year. What did someone come running in and go, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, wait, I watched it. I was watching too." How did they? How did they decide they needed to go back and look at this? I'm I think they found a cantankerous Roger Goodell, who apparently contract negotiations are not going. Uh, the the new contract is not going as swimmingly as we thought. Right, and he made an offer that they couldn't refuse. Listen, 
I don't know how to tell you guys this, but if you want to be back in business with the NFL, what you need to do is make sure these ratings are the highest we've ever seen. I know you love that racehorse. You got that? You got that? Um, Highest viewed, most viewed, highest watch, whatever term you want to use, Super Bowl ever. Congratulations. Uh, got a little NFL audio to share if you want. Speaking of one... Eric Gray, Joe Shine, the uh, GM of the New York football giants. Josh will be appearing on Locked On Giants today. Correct. Here's what he had to say about draft grades. Oh, by the way. You don't win games in April. I mean, it's the, not the social media rankings and everything like that. You know, that's, that's about what we do this fall and, you know, how we go out there and compete, you know, when it matters and how we continue to build this offseason and get – bigger, faster, stronger through our strength program and then, you know, how we prepare and execute in August. You know, I think there's a process. And do I like some of the, you know, the guys we drafted? Yeah. But still, like Dave said, you know, in this press conference, every year is different and the team's got to gel and we got to build chemistry. There's we got to stay healthy. There's a lot that goes into it. Draft grades. I, I've, I've done a 180 on that. Have we ever found that? Before, I mean, I, I've done a 180 on something that never happens on this show. Rarely. Rarely. But I am a, um, I am a fan, Josh Helmer, of draft grades now because I understand why they do it. Because y'all click on it. <laughs> That's why they do it. Draft grades are used because we read the content. And then I will share the content and <laughs> repurpose the content. <laughs> um. DeAndre Hopkins talked about not wanting out of Arizona. I see everybody tell me to stay. Who said I want to go? Who said I wanted to leave? I'm out here working, baby. So there is that. Wow, D-Hop wants out. I really, really was nervous whenever I listened to that clip before the show with the, <laughs> uh, the song in the background because I just didn't know what might be happening. Uh, and there's a new era with the Green Bay Packers, Josh Helmer. New starting quarterback, Jordan Love. Matt LaFleur, the head coach of the Packers, talked about Jordan Love. I think it's it's been a cool process from the day we drafted him to see him now, just to see how he's matured um, in every facet of life. I think you guys probably notice it even when, when you're in the locker room. Um, so I think he, you know, he, he definitely understands that he, he's the guy in charge. He's going to be the guy in the in the huddle, and um, you know he's got to be an extension of us. And you know we're excited for him. We've got a lot of confidence in him. I think he showed it just in the limited action he did last year, and just the ability to step in there. And and you know the moment was not too big for him. You could see that he was super poised, and that that quite frankly gave us the confidence that we needed to see from him. Okay. I can't wait to see how it plays out. What a vote of confidence with the uh, one-year extension. You're right, exactly. Here is your one-year extension. You're a guy now. Um, did they did they just pick up his his option more than anything else? Or did they actually reconfigure his contract? They reconfigured it. Oh, did it really? Yeah, so he's got 23 and, oh, I completely and 24. Miss. Thank you for – you know in the uh, – the great movie Happy Gilmore, when he tells the caddy to make sure he doesn't screw up anything, and then literally he's standing right in front of the guy trying to tee off, and he says, where were you on that one? Josh, I appreciate you being there on that one. I had no idea they'd given him a whole new deal. Wow. All right. Um, 
Anything else? In a, I feel like I'm missing an NFL story right now, but that's about all I got on the on the old show rundown. Anything else you need to get to on the National Football League? I don't know. I don't know that there is. I feel good about it. Let's move on to big story number four. Number four. I don't know why this story isn't the biggest story in sports today. Ohio gambling regulators on Monday instructed the state's licensed sports books to stop and halt all betting on college baseball games involving Alabama after suspicious wavering uh, wagering activity was detected on the Crimson Tides game against LSU on Friday. The directive issued by the Ohio Casino Control Commission's executive and obtained by ESPN prohibits, quote, the acceptance of any wagers on University of Alabama baseball effective immediately. The emergency order was in response to a report from an independent integrity monitor. On Friday, I didn't realize there was this many levels of making sure that they're not fixing games. Well, <laughs> you're talking about millions of dollars, uh, billions of dollars at stake. They're not going to mess around with that. On Friday, U.S. Integrity, a Las Vegas-based firm that monitors the betting markets, issued an alert to its sportsbook clients regarding suspicious wagering activity on the Alabama-LSU game. Now, I just quick – Back of the class, I, I, I didn't know you could bet on college baseball. Can you bet on college softball? Let's get rich, kids. But I didn't know you could bet on college baseball. Because there is no national gaming regulator, a halt on wagering typically happens on a state-by-state basis. Sportsbook FanDuel. The Sportsbook FanDuel removed all Alabama games from its betting menu. ESPN has reached out for further comment. Interesting. He, here's the back story. Alabama led uh, LSU led Alabama eight to one after seven innings, and held off a late rally by the Clemson Tide for an eight to six victory in Baton Rouge. The Tigers were around a minus two forty five favorite over the Crimson Tide in the game in question. So, because they rallied back, they've now put the put the uh, clamps on any future bets. That seems odd, right? I mean, this is from David Purdom, ESPN staff writer. I don't, I don't know much about David. There's got to be something else going on. Um, there has to be. There has to be in some way, shape, or form. But he hasn't, he hasn't pulled back on the story or anything. Like they think Alabama could have won the game, or I don't know. Someone, I, I, I got caught up in the in the comments on this one, but. They've had multiple injuries in their rotation, but the info is hard to get from college for whatever reason. I knew about them through social media and tips on practices. I, I, I guess I don't – maybe you guys are smarter than me, but you could see how the favorite won the game, but with the underdog rallying? I, I don't know. Makes Did no they get crushed there. on the live bets or something? I wonder if that was it. I wonder if it was something on the live lines that took that, that took place on this front. Um all right, big story. We'll keep we'll keep an eye on that, but something worth monitoring with Roll the tide. with the ever expanding world of sports gambling. And for uh, all of your other Alabama Crimson Tide uh, betting needs, please visit here. <laughs> all right, big story number three. Number three. Um, big story number three. 
Are you a fan of what's left in the NBA playoffs right now, Josh Allen? Oh, are you kidding me? Good. It's great. I, I, Yeah, I'm fired up about it. I have unfortunately found myself in, uh, in, in, a, in a couple of words, all in. Now, maybe it might be foolish because I think the Lakers have a shot, but it's not just the Lakers game. Like last night, I'm watching the end of the Celtics – and the Philadelphia 76ers, and, you know, here's a one-point one game. What, um, a minute left, a minute left, one-point game. This happens. Eight to shoot, Brown on a drive. Brown held up by Tobias. Back out to Smart, ball fake, dribble move into the lane, and now back out to Tatum, two to shoot. Brogdon with it, Brogdon will get up. No, he throws it to Maxi. and Donald Collin, and Maxi gets a layup. And then when you needed a clutch shot, you needed to, to salt the game away, they turn to the beard. 15 seconds to go. Horford has him out top. James with a dribble. Harden one-on-one. Nine seconds on the shot clock. Harden for three. Shot up. It's good. Harden made a triple. The Sixers go up by two. Eight seconds to go. That was awesome. My man... Do we not understand levels at this? I mean, this is an NBA broadcast. Yeah, what was going on there? How come no one is saying, bro, turn your input down yeah. a little bit? Crank it down just a bit. You're peaking like crazy. It's my it's the first thing I ask every single time. I'm like, am I am I overmodulate? Am I peaking right now? If I am, let's fix it. Yeah, play play one more of those cuts. Let's see what the final call sounds like. Might be a me thing. Smart at midcourt. The Sixers let him shoot at three. It's up. It's no good. And the Sixers have won game one. Ugh. Paul Reed with four free throws down the stretch. And the Sixers win 119, 115. How about that? How about that? Yeah. <laughs> um, Joel Embiid back. James Harden afterwards. We didn't come in the game expecting to lose. You know what I mean? Like, we are here to win. And even after this game, I told the guys, don't get too happy. Like, we even kill, you know what I mean? Like, we're coming here to get game two as well. And so that's the mindset that we have as a unit. Whether Joe comes back or not, we'll be ready to go. Obviously, he's huge. I mean, he's everything for this team. But, uh, you know, we got whoever's on the floor, let's go win the game. Huh? And that's what we did tonight. Weird edit. Uh, <laughs> I, okay, I've got to turn off the text line. I, I have it up. <laughs> Nate just said, it's his Radio Shack 1973 Mike. <laughs> It's there might be some truth to that. You might actually be, you might actually. Did you be see right. the uh, video making the rounds of James Harden like <laughs> telling everybody, "Hey, get out of here, get get off the court." He's yelling at his teammates. Yeah, I, okay, I saw that, and I, I I was. It's one of those rare moments when I'm actually watching something live and paying attention to it, and not just playing on my phone. Was he getting mad that they were celebrating? I don't know what was going on. He thought there was going to be some sort of a scuffle or oh, let's okay. let's not yap too much. We've won one game kind of thing. I got you. I got you. All right, and then late night. When, when is You know what? I'm so stupid. Yesterday evening. No, I uh, the next game in this series. I think the I think the NBA has kind of figured it out that I get way too triggered whenever it comes to the way that they schedule these games. So I want to see say game two in this series is tomorrow night, and I would be correct. You know what would be – 7 o'clock on TNT. You know what would be terrific for ESPN to do? What's that? So, like, you're looking at the scores page, I'm, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. Yeah, right? I got the scoreboard up right now. They ought to just have – instead of, like, having to click, like, okay, let's go to – Tuesday to Wednesday to Thursday. Sure. It ought to say next game on the like right below the box I store. I feel there. like CBS Sports does that. It makes it a little bit easier. 
ESPN needs to integrate that. Can I give you my quick little uh, dot-com rankings? ESPN is still number one. It's tough to beat. Tough to beat, but I'm really getting angry with the commercials before the video clip, not having the skip ad feature. Yes. Or or Agreed. the commercial before the video clip being twice as long as the video clip. It's like, we're going to show you this Stephen A fight with, um, oh, I don't know, who's the, who's the bad – a shooter from Duke that everyone loves. Oh, J.J. Redick. Yeah, J.J. Um, you, can, you can see Stephen A. Smith and J.J. Redick fight over basketball, but first, here's a two-and-a-half-minute ad for Hey Dude Shoes or whatever. You know, it's like, I just want to see the clip. But every other sports website, Sporting News, CBSSports.com, Yahoo.com, who am I leaving? Skip ad. FoxSports.com. They have it, but there's too many damn spots all over. Try to go to a local newspaper's website. Good luck. Oh, I know. It's like pop up here, pop up there. Everywhere. The Tulsa, I don't know who, the Tulsa world shouldn't be cutting people. They should be making so much money with all the damn pop up ads all over their website. <laughs> and everybody, everybody clicking out. You know how that works is Holy like. Holy smokes, man. A lot of these websites get revenue based on how many of those get clicked. Even it's, if I'm closing it? <laughs> correct. Yeah, because as soon as you that next window pops up, it's, hey, you traffic to, yeah, the, there you go. You know, traffic to the other side. It was like I learned about Facebook views. I was feeling really good one day about uh, one of the live podcasts Toby and I did, and I went to Matt Archibald, and he goes, yeah, apparently if you just even scroll by it, it's considered a view. And That's right. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Boo. Anyway, I don't know how I got off on that tangent, but next game. For We're going to fix the internet. There you go. Next game tomorrow night. Meanwhile, late last night, Nikola Jokic. Jokic has it, bottom part of the midcourt circle. Back over to Jamal Murray. Bucket here, you win the game. Murray to the nail. Jokic. Got it! And that ought to do it. Denver leads it by 10. I mean, that's great. It was pretty much ball game before that, uh-huh. but I appreciated the drama. The Nuggets are now up two games to none. That series will shift on Friday to Phoenix. So apparently after a Monday night game, they will finally play game three in this series as apparently both teams are walking from Denver to Phoenix for game three in that series we'll, uh, on Friday night. Have to monitor what's going on with Chris Paul. Oh, he got dinged last night, didn't he? Left uh, with about four left to play in the that. third. Groin injury of some regard. We don't know, you know, what what the uh, – I don't I don't think we do yet what the official diagnosis nothing, is. Nothing official yet. Nothing official yet. And, you know, you tell me, how big of a factor is that? I still feel like Phoenix can come back and win the series minus Chris Paul. I'm just sitting here cracking up. It's like, are the Suns finished down Tuesday? I just happened – we have first take up and we've got Sports Center up in the studio. No, they're not. And I'm laughing. I'm like, the only thing that's happened in the Phoenix Suns series is what's supposed to happen. The home the home teams won the first two games. I mean, now if they lose either of these games in Phoenix, they're right, probably done. But I mean, I, I literally would be so terrible on these debate shows because it, are the Suns finished down? No. And, and you could have Tim Legler go give on my and I'd be like, the home team won the first two games of the series, so the series doesn't really start until you know the road team wins a game. So panic in Boston, right? I feel that would be fair, but what are we doing? Even right then. Now? If Embiid's not going to play for a large chunk of the series, I don't know that Celtics fans should totally panic yet either. Um, Big story number two. Number two. OU softball tonight. Now, take note of this earlier start time for OU softball. It is a 
5 p.m. first pitch. I don't know the why behind this. I'm pretty sure that Tulsa has lights, but we're playing for some reason at 5 o'clock. Um, I'm not complaining. Gets us back a little bit earlier, back up the turnpike. 5 o'clock tonight, Oklahoma and Tulsa. First time these two teams have played in a couple of years by what I – and I haven't had a chance to go thoroughly through Patrick's game notes yet and look at the series, but I don't think we've made a trip to Tulsa since 2018. But, yeah, it's um, it'll be a fun one tonight. 5 o'clock with the first pitch. And then – and then here on the ref – our flagship station in Norman, 99.3 FM and 1400 AM. Toby is heading the other way down I-35 as Oklahoma baseball will be squaring off against Dallas Baptist. That is a really cool stadium. If you haven't been and you're in the Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington area, 6.30 first pitch tonight for Huge OU game. and Dallas Baptist. Huge. The last time I went and called a game at Dallas Baptist, Kyler Murray hit the longest home run I've ever seen in my life. It was destroyed. <laughs> and it was a leadoff leading off the bottom of the, or the top of the ninth inning. So check it out tonight. OU baseball in Dallas. OU softball up in Tulsa, which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. I felt like we cooked through the top five stories of the day, but we're uh, we're very late. So let's get the latest recruiting buzz. Had a couple of uh, crystal ball projections. Had the Sooners way last night. We'll get you those updates. And Jaden Davis has made his choice. He is officially on his way to Miami. Miami for Jaden Davis. Quick break. We'll talk about it next on The Ref. So here's the quick recruiting update. Last night, of course, we had the big story with Grayson Harris and his commitment yesterday. The 2025 wide receiver, 5'10, buck 65 from Ennis, Texas, as Emma Jones continues to absolutely crush it on the Torch the trail, side. baby. Great. Well done. Five uh, wide receiver pickups since he's. Pretty, come, pretty come significant, aboard. yeah. Three blue chippers, and K.J. Daniels will see. Could yeah. get there. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Add in the, the transfer portal as well. You're feeling pretty good. Um, the first, I think, Brandon Drum, correct me if I'm wrong, rivals future cast from Brandon Drum has Eli Bowen forecasted to the Sooners. Seems to be a rather significant development. Four-star All-American, Max Preps All-American, Ditton Geyer High School, brother of Peyton Bowen. Then there was one more. This was also from Brandon last night on the recruiting side of things. Michael Boganowski, a 6'2", 195-pound athlete, has um, been future-casted to the Sooners as well. Out of Junction City, Kansas. So there was... Boganowski is... What are his measurables? Five. T- um, hold on. There's two different measurables here. There you go. Okay. Six two one ninety five. Sorry. I, did I say like five? I, I think I said the measurables for Eli Bowen for Boganowski. Bowen five nine one seventy. That's that's Eli Bowen. Uh, Boganowski six two one ninety five. And you Sorry. said he's listed as an athlete. Mm-hmm. I wonder uh, where he's projected. Wide receiver. 
safety, defensive back, corner, linebacker. I mean, there's all sorts of – I was really hoping that uh, he was like an offensive tackle because, <laughs> I mean, it's like the perfect offensive tackle name. Yeah, he's uh, – it, it's down to Oklahoma and Kansas State apparently, but he was a Kansas State, if you will, future cast back in April, but obviously Oklahoma has been involved – um, he's he's got an offer from Michigan, Michigan, Kansas State, Kansas, Iowa State, and Duke, but um, Kansas and Kansas State are the only places where the Junction City Project uh, prospect has taken any visits. So there you go, a couple mm-hmm. of recruiting notes. What'd you make real quick of Jaden Davis ending up at Miami? I, I I like the fit. I think he's got a chance to make an impact and. You know, for those of you that were scoffing at it, I get it. Miami stunk last year, but that's a, it's a pretty good move for Jaden Davis. That's not going from here to, I don't know, East Popcorn State or nowhere. <laughs> well, and he's he's headed back uh, home, so it's a nice little landing spot. You know, they brought in Terry Roberts as well, who was at the University of Iowa. Nice, mm-hmm. nice cornerback. So I like what they've done getting a couple of guys that have starting experience. Jaden Davis got a ton right. of starting experience who, you know, really you're just looking for a consistently good season. Yeah. We've seen good play. We haven't seen consistently good play yep. from Jaden Davis. If they can push those buttons and find that, they've got themselves a, a nice player in Jaden right. Davis. Oh, exactly. Exactly. So wish him well. All right, uh, anything else to add on the, the Cruton side? I think we're pretty good right now, right? Grayson Harris, oh. man, man can move. Looks good. Um, Johnny from UConn said that Parker had talked about Boganowski being a safety or a linebacker. I was going to say, so. yeah, it's, it sounded like when you see that athlete label, usually it's like we're deciding between linebacker and safety a lot of times. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, quick break. When we come back, the best of the text line next right here on the Home Sooner Fans. R.I.P. Baltimore, Tarzan boy, rest in peace. Gunny asks a very important question today. Gunny's been on it in a good way. He's got the mix right this morning. Kudos, Gunny. Uh, <laughs> what, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Uh, sometimes, you know, the mix can be a little bit off. I mean, it happens to me sometimes in the morning. But you that proper mix of coffee and sugar and you're good to go. Like, for instance, the, the Gunny mix is uh, on point today. I was... Uh, I needed a little bit more of a pick-me-up, Josh Helmer. So I had a – there's donuts out in the lobby. Which, by the way, can we have a quick conversation? We about may. It? Okay. First of all, very bitter about having a remote yesterday whenever all that food was here. There's uh, leftovers back there I if you'd see... like some. I, I know. I understand. I, I got you. You don't have I, to ex- expand I don't on really, that. I mean, there's no offense to anyone that works here, but I don't trust that that wasn't sitting for like three hours and someone's like, I think we should put this in the fridge. <laughs> yeah. You've been working at a, a radio station long right. enough. I got you. Yeah. But, that's that's so, a good observation. It, I, I walked in the doors today. I love this place. Love this place. Right? Walked in the doors today. The first thing I see is ramen noodles that are available when you walk in. So yeah, I'm that's like, true. because, and again, now keep in mind, keep it in is mind. a little bit like a grocery store right, out there. Right. So I walk in and I see like what four to five, cause you got a good view of it, right? Yeah. There's five. Right. There, there's five things of ramen noodles. Now to give perspective, um, <laughs> I, I got the, the text message is like, Hey, we're going to have 
We have a big, uh, big meal being catered in because we've got training and stuff. So uh-huh. you guys are all invited. And so I walked in and I saw the ramen and I was like, "Oh gosh, <laughs> is this so, how we've been treating so, our clients?" So then, so then I walk to the back and I notice the water's gone. Like we no longer have the water bottle. Yeah, we we used to have a big water jug. Yeah, in, yeah. like water cooler. You sure, know. and and it's it's kind of. It's kind of cool, right? It's, it protects the environment, fewer plastic bottles. You just refill your thing. It's great. And, and it's, it's gone. It's a it's staple. Gone. It's gone. It's a staple, right? And then I go to make my coffee, and now we have, like, the great value coffee. <laughs> yeah. It's we, like the off-brand. Uh-huh. And I was starting to get a little bit nervous, and I was like, I've been in these cost-cutting moves before. I know. There are, there's some serious puzzle pieces out right. there that it's like somebody might be on the outs. That's a very <laughs> good point. And then all of a sudden I walk around, and TJ goes, no, man, Brock's just didn't want any of the ramen, and I figured you guys would eat it. And then I guess the water place that, that provides our water went out of business. <laughs> Which, by the way, as somebody who once a month has to go fill up his four water bottles, I can tell you, Josh Helmer, that Natural Grocers has an incredible water refill system now. You can fit four five-gallon jugs underneath there. Four, I know, because I have four. And you refill them, boom, in and out, ten minutes. That's awesome. And... If you join their online, you can get it for like anyway. I'm sorry. I've I've been I finally had to join online because they bugged me to the point that I did it. So I was told that the water jug place went out of business, and then my concerns over going great value brand was reassured because I guess they couldn't find the other car. They're just gone from Sam's, right? Yeah, that's right. They no longer All are. Right. Well, like I said, on the show, I'm always reading the tea leaves. But when I saw that, I was a little nervous walking into the station today. I'm like, oh, gosh. I mean, to be fair, we probably deserve the great value brand for those K-Cups. I've got another very unpopular opinion. Now, every once in a while, I'll buy and bring. Sure. You know, because I feel it's kind of like the, uh, I don't know, everything comes back to Howard Stern because it's sort of like Simpsons did it, right? Right. But I'm not trying to just. I'm happy to have this gig and the exactly. paycheck. I'm not trying to nickel and dime. the. I'm not trying to Jackie hey. Martling the radio station yeah. at every turn. You're not going to go Eric the Actor and put a uh, an Amazon wish list and expect <laughs> no. all the listeners to buy you stuff I is feel, what you're saying. I feel guilty walking away with a Coca-Cola from back there every day. You know day. what? I am the same way. But when it comes to coffee, there's one area where I'm like, I'm okay with you guys buying whatever brand you want. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. It's a talent fee. But, but I will add, I will add, um, I can't tell the difference from any K-Cup, uh, any K-Cup unless it's a flavored one. I mean, literally, you could give me Folger, Sanka, uh, I don't know any of Pike's Place, whatever, and I wouldn't know the difference in any of them unless it was, oh, this has the... I think I... I think I've turned into such a K-Cup snob that I might it. be able to. Oh, really? Yeah, like I think I could tell you, oh, that's the Mick Cafe or that's you. the Starbucks. That's awesome. Where were we? Oh, text line. This is Gunny's fault. Gunny writes, T-Row was talking about the Robertson's ham sandwich this morning. It got me thinking, is the elusive ham sandwich from Robertson's ham? If so, I'll start trying harder. Well, actually, speaking of Sam's, the elusive ham sandwich is from that massive tub of ham you can get from Sam's. <laughs> right. But I will tell you, Gunny, uh, as someone who has never eaten at at Robertson's, got to try it soon. Yeah. I'm dying for it. Did we take our bottom of the hour break? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Don't, don't, don't panic. I just looked at them like, oh, my gosh. The signage, we've seen it so Everywhere. much over the years. But I've never seen an exit for it. It's like Robertson's ham in 40, Next exit. 48 miles. I'm like, well, I'm going to forget about it by then. What are we doing? But I do want to try Robertson's ham sandwich. I've never had one before. 
Are I there s- multiple Robertsons ham sandwiches across the state? If I were to, wasn't so lazy right now, I would Google it up. I feel like there are. I feel like there's one oh, like going. There? Maybe I'm dead wrong on this, but I feel like there's like a location going east and there's one going south. For the 405, it's like Fox and the NFL found new viewers in the middle of the night. <laughs> kind of like it was an election. <laughs> <laughs> Brian with a Y in Tulsa writes, big guy at North Dakota State, Grant Nelson is likely to enter the transfer portal, and I would love to see him in Norman. Grant Nelson? I've, I've noticed, Josh, there's been something missing on the text line over the last week. Have you noticed Porter Moser's biggest fan hasn't been – Checking in on the text oh, here no. recently. Do you think Javian McCollum and Hughley yeah, and others? I, I, have I don't know. I just uh, stymied it. The, the the constant barrage of why haven't you talked about what Porter Moser isn't doing in the portal? I mean, I I, I don't. I haven't heard from that guy in a couple of days. Weird. Uh, the four hundred five writes on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Teddy and Tyler were also talking through the scholarship situation yesterday related to Colorado. But it was unclear if teams can currently pull scholarships from a guy. Is that possible? What are teams' options if they are trying to get down to 85 and are over the limit like Oklahoma? Um, now, you technically can't yank a guy's scholarship. You, you, that's still something that is, is not necessarily, I should say – encouraged but here's the official wording if you're injured depending on the school you attend and whether it happened outside of games or practices you could potentially have your scholarships pulled coaches can decide not to renew your scholarship for the next year but you're basically told hey you gotta go so can they walk out and and actually pull away the scholarship um yeah (laughs) it's essentially they can which, you know, I don't know. That that might not be right. Oh, it's not? Okay. I, no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying Oh, you just mean ethically. The, right. I, I don't know that I agree with that. I, I get it. And, you know, football anymore is big business. And, hey, there's name, image, likeness. So the game has changed. But to me, if you sign, have somebody sign a national letter of intent, there should be, again, intent and commitment on both sides. Mm-hmm. I don't mm. think you should be in the business of telling somebody. I mean, if they're not a power five quality player, well, too bad. You're the one that signed them. I think scholarships should be for life, and you're never allowed to <laughs> that's, leave. That's right. Where's my scholarship? <laughs> um, oh, gosh, I just happened to check the text line. Robertson sandwiches are delicious. Seminole exit on I-40 East, and I think Marietta on I-35 South. Okay, I was going to say, I thought there were two. How did you, man, the things that you all will respond to are fascinating to me. Fascinating. Um, oh, hold on. Forcibly pulling scholarships is recruiting suicide. Yeah, that's from I mean, TD. That, that's, from, that's from Travis, and he would know. Um, <laughs> by the way, Dallas Bill, great value. I think we've seen that pattern before. Clearing out channel. <laughs> I liked the way that um, that's a clear channel joke. I I liked the way that they uh, they would they would phrase it at clear channel. That was my old uh, iHeartRadio too. Sorry, sorry if I'm exposing industry secrets here, but it was always a it was a reduction in force. <laughs> reduction. We, we, 
it wasn't an outright restructuring. It it wasn't mass scholarship. <laughs> it wasn't mass scholarship. It wasn't a mass firing. It was a no. reduction in force. Is what, and, and then it certainly they, wasn't buyouts. And, and then they they simplified it, and they were just riffs. And it's like, how oh, are we going to have some riffs? And you'd be like, <laughs> riffs? Like, oh damn. Uh, here, here's if the play- you you survived all of those. One of them, I didn't. I didn't survive the very first one. When I first got my job in 1997, I got fired after two months. <laughs> Just because they had a riff. It was like, whoa, this is wild. But because I was part-time, they couldn't really fire me. You don't fire part-time people. <laughs> right. right? So, so then was, what happened? So basically, I was, uh, I was doing a show. I was producing a show. There was, uh, this is really good. 1997. So we're going back, what, almost 30 years now? Okay. And who owned the station? Clear Channel. Okay. It was a Clear Channel station. Gotcha. And we had a 6 to 8 a.m. show, and I want to say 2 to 5 or 3 to 6. And, it was, and that was it for the local program. That was it for the local program, gotcha. right? And so Don King and I did 6 to 8 a.m., and I was his producer, and then they had an afternoon show. And they fired everyone with the afternoon show, and they basically canceled our morning show. Oh, man. But then one day, I mean, and literally, I, I think, what, DK, we'd done like a month. We'd done like a month of shows. And that was it. It's like, yeah, sorry, it's a clear channel thing, reduction in fours. So it was basically, <laughs> they fired, and it was Don King and me. And so Don's like, hey, our show is like, yeah. You know, anyway, can you work Friday night, the Drillers game? <laughs> That's kind of what it was like. like our show's been canceled. It's not going to be on anymore. I mean, you still have a job. It's part-time. But can you come in and work Friday night? And then, um, I don't know. I don't remember what happened. So how did you get back on a show? Where was it and what happened? So I kept working part-time because I had a full-time job as a sales guy. And, and was, you were you were like, this is the dream. I'm going to make this work. Or I, was it just fun at that point? I wasn't really good at anything else. I couldn't do any. Get me in a you situation. Weren't, you weren't qualified for sales. I couldn't market. <laughs> I couldn't sell. Uh, Harry Willis, the great Harry Willis at Orkin Incorporated in Tulsa, gave me a sales job. And I never sold anything. <laughs> how old? How old were you when I you got 23. this? I was twenty three. I was twenty three years <laughs> oh old. Oh my yeah. god! I, I I spent my golden birthday on the air with Don King, April twenty third, nineteen whatever that would be, nineteen ninety eight. So anyway, uh, eventually we just started doing the show again and didn't tell anyone. Like we'd go in at six a.m. <laughs> and we we would do six to eight a.m. and I wouldn't. I, I was at the but point. But you weren't getting paid for this. Right, right. I wouldn't submit the hours. But in exchange, Josh, I got to do a block of Saturday shows. So I would come in on Saturday. I would board up two shows that they had. Uh, and then I would have my own show. And that's and I would do the, the driller stuff. And then um, either we got a new GM or they hired, they brought in Dave Garrett in 1990, late 97, early 98, something like that. And Dave started doing an afternoon show, and I became his co-host. And that's nice. and I just happened to be there. Yeah, so it kind of worked out for me. That's cool. I mean, I was making minimum wage. <laughs> right, yeah, okay? I, know, I got you. That's whenever people are like, they need to be paying more. I'm like, yeah, I got no sympathy, bro. I did minimum wage for three years before we finally got paid. Uh-huh. He was that degree to, to fight through and scratch and claw through. Um there you go. If a coach says you're t- – uh, this is from the uh, text line. If a coach says you're not on the team, kids can keep scholarships but not be on teams if the schools want. But most kids want to play, so they leave. Either way, that doesn't count against your 85. Yeah, that's right. You, you're not necessarily having your scholarship pulled. You're still able to go to school, but it's like, you ain't playing, bud. I pre- You can stay here, and if you came to play school, go for it. But – and it as, doesn't count for the 85. Right. And as one great man once said, I didn't come here to play no school, then 
you might just decide they're going to transfer and go somewhere else. Good morning, Cardale. Uh, <laughs> there's so much stuff here now that we've gone down a terrible rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> we got to take one final break. Okay, let's do it. Then I'll, then I'll make sense of this text line. We'll get back to the prep page and get back to sports and not this is your life next on The Ref. Let's catch up on some of these texts. They've all been really good on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line uh, for the 405. Interesting idea on the portal committee. If the NCAA or conferences would be involved, it would have to be for all sports. Yeah, that's um, that's the idea, I think. I mean, I, and, and maybe for some of the other sports, no offense to baseball or softball or track and field, it is more of a kind of part-time position. But I really feel like if you're going to have people making smart decisions, there needs to be a, a portal advisory board for these players to check in with along with, say, the draft advisory board that we have. LG Sooner 63 writes, to understand there is tampering, just look at Colorado. Look at the massive exits from there, immediately followed by a lot of Power 5 players immediately transferring there. Well, I've seen two Power yeah, really 5 haven't guys. They really haven't had that many that have, yeah. have gone there. I, I, I've seen two. The kid from Florida State that wasn't playing at FSU and one more, so – but your point is dead on. I mean, every I think everyone LG Sooner agrees that the tampering issue is a problem, but nobody wants to do anything about it. If you listen to this show, you know that I'm just enraged about it. I mean, Jim from Arlington brought up, you know, you've got to divide up, what, 11.7 scholarships in softball and baseball? I mean, there's so many issues whenever it comes to – Scholarship distribution, the portal, it's just... Yeah, and and oh, by the way, that is so antiquated. Old school, I man. thought they, they, they upped the number of recently. They have. They yeah, I, I don't think it's still 11.7, Jim, but it's not... It's like 15 or something. It's not it? like it's 20 or anything of that nature. Hey, have a great day, Josh. You too, my friend. I'm on my way to the 918 in the raw for dinner. The Brook, don't know, maybe a little Fat Guys Burger Bar. No matter. See you guys back here. We'll be at Cavens tomorrow. Steel Man and Thune at noon or next.